Amen. You may be seated. That prayer was good. It is true. I, I try to put on a good front for everybody all the time, you know. There are some days I walk in here and 14 people, pastor, 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 and I'm like, I don't care. I know that's, I shouldn't say that, you know. I come to church, it's like, I got to get up and preach and pray, and my head hurts, you know, and it just, it, there's just days like that. The last few days, I've just been feeling this, get out of my face. Did you ever have that day? You know, I, I, you say, well, Pastor, why are you telling this, man? You know, you're, you're, you're lowering our understanding of you. No, I'm just telling you, I'm human just like you. But I'm also telling you that no matter where you are, you can still be the man or woman God created you to be. Okay? And we've got all these things, you know, I've got my list, and this is why I can't, and I've got this list, and this is why I don't, and I've got this list, and I've got all these excuses why my life stinks, and, and I've got all these things, why my attitude stinks, and I'm like, no, no, 2,000 years ago, he died on a cross, and, he, and it was a perfect death, he rose a perfect resurrection, he sent a perfect Holy Spirit, and you really can be that man or woman God created you to be. Okay, I'll say it again because I think most of you missed it. You really can be, no matter where you're at, no matter where you've been, no matter whatever happens in the future, you really can be that man or woman God created you to be. You can do what God created you to do. Okay, Um, and let me just say this right up front. If you haven't caught on yet, church drives me crazy. Let me tell you why church drives me crazy. Because... Pretty much church today has become no different than a Beyonce concert or Jay-Z. I don't even really know their music or anything. I wouldn't know them. No, I know her. But I wouldn't know their music. Not that she's pretty, honey. No. That's one ugly woman. But honestly, guys, this isn't a concert. This isn't a, a form of entertainment. Okay, I'm glad the kids can sing and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is that's not what it's about. It's not even about whether, you know, people say, I like your preaching. Big deal. You know, are you, I just had oil on my finger. when I. uh, Are you finding and doing the center of God? You see, this is so important because I'm going to be totally honest with you. About 90% of the people who call themselves Christians that I know are basically good people. And they show up to church when there's nothing better to do. They throw a, a dollar or two in the offering. They don't kick the dog during the week and they think, I'm in, I'm good. I want you to understand there's so much more for you. There are so many people, good people, who call themselves Christians, and they're good people. Don't get me wrong. They're good people. But guys, if you haven't stepped into the kingdom and found where you belong, and if you're not doing what you were created to do, and if you're not being that person in your world that, that you, were, you, you were created to be, you're really missing it. I'll say it again, y'all missed it. You're really missing it. 
You know, there's no greater joy than to step up into who God created you to be and going and being that person for that person in your world that needs that person. Does that make sense to you? I mean, there's nothing, you know, you want Christmas every day? Take the gift that God has given you and share it with somebody else. You know, I mean, you say, I say what are you saying? All right, let, let's take some of you. You've been through bad experiences in your life. You were abused or you've had a divorce or, or, or something awful has happened to you. And you're like, you know, and Satan wants to tell you, well, that's a good excuse. That's a good reason. Boy, that pastor ought to understand. That's why you haven't stepped up. That's why you haven't become that person. Stop it. Jesus Christ works everything for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. He will take that awful experience and he will use that in your life in such a way that you can minister to somebody else that's going through that or having just been through that or can't overcome that. You know, if, if, if somebody's been hurt by a, a partner or something and, and, or, or, or the person walked out on them or whatever, listen, I, I look at them, I throw verses at them and they look at me and say, you have no idea what you're talking about. And you know what? They're kind of right. You know, I, I've got the verses and they're true and God's gonna help you. But the reality is, whereas if somebody's gone through it, and they're saying the verses, and they're saying, let me tell you how God got me through it. Do you realize how much more that counts? You know? And so what I'm saying is, this is, this is for everybody. This is for every person. I'm here today to invite you to step up into the kingdom, the power of God's kingdom, the love of God's kingdom, the healing of God's kingdom. I'm inviting you today. You know, when Jesus came out of the grave, Lazarus and Jesus came out of the grave. First off, it says Lazarus had already begun to stink. But when they came out of the grave, they had these grave clothes on. You know, sometimes in the church we call them chains or, or we call them things that are binding up our minds or our hearts or our lives. When they came out of the grave, I would imagine Jesus and Lazarus kind of went, mm, and broke loose of that trash, right? You know, the problem is there's a lot of good people in this church and the church of Jesus Christ that have never done this. And I'm not going to say you have to do it just like this. Because you look kind of weird, don't you? I look kind of weird when I do that, don't I? Looks like, looks like I'm fighting. But kids, you're still sitting all bound up in death. My heart hurts for what has hurt you. Let me help you with something. The heart of the father hurts infinitely more for what has hurt you. Okay? Are you with me? Amen. He loves you more than you could ever begin to imagine. But he didn't come and live and deal with all the trash we deal with. He didn't come and 
suffer and die a death that you and I, a pain that you and I will never experience. And he didn't rise again so that we could sit in death. He did all that. Then he sent what we call the person of God's Holy Spirit. If you don't understand the Holy Spirit, that's okay. That's a big club. Because I've read books about the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure anybody gets it all. You see what I'm saying? You know, oh, you've got to speak in tongues if you've got the Holy Spirit. Well, I don't know I have the Holy Spirit. But whatever. I don't care. You know. The bottom line is the Holy Spirit came to bring to you everything Jesus did on that cross and everything he did in the resurrection and to be there for you and to be by your side. His name is the parakletos or the one that walks by your side. He's there for you. And he absolutely knows what you've been through and what you struggle with and what you're struggling with now. And the bottom line is he has what it takes to help you step out of those death clothes. Become that man or woman and become an effective human being. You can, you can impact the world that God has placed you in. Now, some of you sitting there going, but you don't know that world. Let me help you with something. Anybody here not have a big old pile of kooks in your life? None of us. Huh? Anybody here wish they had a different life sometimes? All of us. Amen? Anybody, you know, anybody just got the perfect life and they're just like, yeah. Because listen, I'm going to step out of mine and I'm coming into yours. You know, if you don't believe Jesus had that, read Matthew 1. Read that first 17 verses of Matthew 1. You talk about cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, man. The, his lineage, his family. Woo! You know, you say, well, what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is you can be that person. You can be that person. You can do what you were created to do. I'll say it again. You must have missed it. You can do whatever God created you to do. Okay? And I want you to hear something. You were uniquely gifted and talented to do something that nobody else can do. A lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm not going to do that. Somebody else will pick it up. Nobody, nobody can pick up and do what you are called and gifted to do. Are you with me there? You understand what I'm saying? You know, there's nobody with the same personality you've got. A lot of people are like, thank God we're all not like preacher. That's fine. You know, not all of us can't be perfect. Hey, thank you. One of you. But hear what I'm saying. It's all, you know, you may be gifted with the same kind of thing, but the bottom line is you you need to understand only you can do what you're called to do because you're uniquely gifted and talented and equipped to do what you're called to do. No one can impact your world. Now, when I say your world, what I mean is all the people around you, all the people that you talk to, all the people you impact, all the people that get on your nerves, all the people, uh, you know, and, and your world. You need to understand that's your world. 
And, and one of the things I really want to do once I'm done what I'm doing right now is I really want to teach people how to cultivate that world. But you have to understand, the first thing that has to be cultivated, the first person that has to be cultivated for you to impact that world or cultivate that world is who? You. you. <laughs> and I want you to understand something. Jesus Christ came, lived, died, rose again, sent his Holy Spirit to cultivate you so that you can impact the world that he placed you in. And you are, hear what I'm saying. Because I know Satan's saying, yeah, but you know what? My husband's a nut. And all God's ladies said, amen. You know. And all the men are sitting there, they ain't going to say a word. They're like, because we're a bunch of sissies. Don't do that, Dan. He's always doing it. But he's a sissy. He's doing it behind his head so she can't see. But... Uh, <laughs> But I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. We all have crazy around us. Please don't take offense to this. We're all crazy. I've had people really get offended by that. Oh, I can't believe you said that. Well, okay. But the reality is we're all born in sin. We're all born selfish. Amen? You know, we're all born, I'm sorry if this is hurting your feelings, but we're all born kind of twisted. Anybody here not twisted? Except for, except for Tyrone. Is anybody else not? <laughs> I expected Tyrone or Dan to say me, you know, and one of those two, you know. Hear what I'm saying. We're all together in this. We're all starting out at the same place. We're all starting out where it's very, very important to understand. But the thing I really want to talk about this morning is that unique giftedness. There really is something that you were created to do. Not just be here, but to do. You know, this morning, and I, and I, and I want to say this. Right? There is a children's meeting to help with the children. You say, well, I'm not a children's teacher. No, but you might be a helper. You could go in and help until you think you're ready to be a teacher. Amen. You know, and we need it for nursery. We need it for um, 18, to, 18 months to three um, and three to five. And, and we're, we, you know, we need it for the six to, you know, Drew needs some help back there with that bunch. And, and we're kind of need to break that up eventually. And, you know, uh, Russ needs some people to help him with the 13 to 18. I mean, you might say, I love to be with teenagers. I mean, I think you need help, but I love to be with teenagers. But you need to understand there's two things there. One, you may be perfectly gifted for that. And second, it may be time just to step up and do something. Amen. You know, there are lots of times I've done things not because that was my gifting, but because I just, somebody needed to do it. So I just did it with this in mind. In a short time, I'm going to get out of that and gift to where I belong. Does that make sense to you? Amen. You know, I just, you know, I mean, I go out here and, I fixed stuff. One time I fixed that, um, that projector. And after that, Roy got up there and fixed it. <laughs> Remember that? When I first got here? 
I'm so sharp, you know. And, and you say, well, what are you saying, Pastor? Well, well, a couple different things. Number one, you need to get to where you belong. Number two, um, I did it because nobody else was doing it. You know, and we really need everybody to kind of step up, you know. And I want you to get this. You're gifted for something unique and special. I just want to read some scripture about gifting. There are different kinds of gifts. The word gift is, you know, it's charista and in the Greek, like anybody cares. But the reality is, when it's a gift, you need to hear something. When I give you a gift, what do I expect from you? Nothing. You know. When I give my wife something, I don't expect anything back, maybe a big old smooch or something, but <laughs> nothing, you know. Um, it's a gift. And what did my, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad, what did my wife do to earn that gift? Nothing. I, she got it because I love her. And, and you need to understand something. A gift is there for you, and everybody's got one or two. Amen. Everybody. And understand in the thing you're gifted, you're supposed to be doing something with that gift. Amen? Amen. Amen. You know, um, you know. after working, and, and Roy kind of finally got to the point where he said, listen, Pastor, I'll fix stuff. You just do the preaching. You know, because you're not gifted. Now, I can make coffee and I can hold. But that's about it. No, I'm serious. I, my dad said, thank God you can preach or your family would starve to death. And a lot of people are not even sure I can do the first. But the bottom line is, I want, you to, I want you to get this. Every one of you, are you listening? Every person here, not just the super Christians, I'm not sure who they are, but not just the super Christians or the people that have been here 500 years, I'm talking about you. You have a gift. And let me say this parenthetically. You will never, ever, ever have the joy and, and have the, the wow until you kind of identify that gift, develop that gift, and use that gift effectively. You know? Now, understand something, and you got to be very careful here. Two things. Number one, you gotta, you got to develop it. A lot of people, oh, I feel a call to preach. You just want to go out and preach. That gets freaky. Yeah, I had one guy in one church say, oh, can I come into your pulpit? And I went, no. And he went, well, why not? Because I don't know you. I'm not going to put you up in front of my people and have you preach. And I don't know what kind of, kind of is going to come out. You know, I mean, if, if you're going to preach in my pulpit, I got to know that I can trust you, that you know what you're talking about. You know, and so, you know, very, very, very important. You've got to, you've got to uh, develop it, and then you've got to use it. Even in your using, you're beginning to develop things. You know, you're still working on these things. It's very, very, very important. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit dis- distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one... The manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now, let me explain that, okay? Every one of us has a gift, all right? And that good gift is not about me. Amen. I hear people say, oh, I got a gift and I'm special. No, if you've got a gift, then everybody around you is special. 
You understand what I'm saying by that? You know, I, I'm giving gifts, but I'm not giving gifts so I could be somebody special. I'm giving gifts so that I absolutely can lift everyone around you within the context of my gifting. You know, let me set, throw something else out because there's three chapters if you want to read them about gifts. Number one, the first one is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Actually, you can read 12 through 14 if you, if you want to read, read that. Then there's, then there's Romans chapter 12. And the thing about Romans chapter 12 that's so important is Romans chapter 12 says this because so often we start talking about doing something or, or using our gifts. People are like, wow, I'm, I'm not really experienced. I haven't been a part of the church for a long time. You know, I don't, I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm not supposed to be doing. Here's a biggie. And get this one out of your head. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Let me help you with something. If you step up and do something, nobody cares. What I mean by that is nobody's going to say, oh, they're trying to take my place. No. We need everybody stepping up, kids. Everybody. You understand what I'm saying? You know, there's another meeting going on. They're going over in June to the Dominican to um, help build a school. And you say, well, I'm, I, I can build. We'll come. We'll, we'll figure it all out, and, and, and you can be a part of that. They also need fundraisers. They need people to help organize. They need people to drive the vans. They need people to do all kinds of things. You see, and you say, well, I didn't sign up. Who cares? We have sign-ups to make sure we have enough food. We'll have plenty of food. Okay, hear what I'm saying. You're welcome. Everybody's welcome. There's no such thing as, as these walls that people, well, I can't help with that. You know, why not? What's holding you back? And Romans says, now listen to this. Everything you need to identify and develop and use your gift effectively God will give you the grace to do that. Amen. I can't do that for you. I can kind of guide, and I'm kind of good at that, to kind of help people. You know, I, I, I do the dispers I've done the disc personality profiles for 30 years, and I do the strengths tests, and I do the gift tests and all that kind of stuff, and, and, and it's kind of fun for me. I, you know, that's kind of where I want to get really mostly in my life, but the, 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 I do all those things and it's, and it's wonderful, but it's not about me. It's about getting you where you belong, Amen. helping you to become that person that you were created to be because you will never find the center of God. You will never find the joy of the Lord. You will never find that power and that, that essence that you're looking for in Christ until you step up and start being and doing who God created you to be and what he created you to do. This is not a motivational speech. Okay, I'm not here trying to talk you into anything. Okay, I, I'm done all that trash. I did that when I was young. I don't have enough energy to do that now. Okay, I'm just telling you, there's nothing greater than figure out where you belong and stepping up into that. You know, I, I, I'm just telling you right now, there's nothing greater. Going to church is fine. But honestly, there are so many people who go to church every Sunday, and the bottom line is they're still st sitting in death clothes because they've never stepped out of and, 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 and stepped into the kingdom and been the man or woman that God created them to be. Amen. Does that make sense to you? I'm kind of stepping away from the, the gospel project for a few weeks because on February 9th, I want, to have, I want us to have breakfast together. And I want us to talk about next year. All right? 
And I want us to talk about, okay, where are we heading? What do we want to see God do? You know? And, and here's the thing I want to stop hearing. Well, your church. Well, let me help you with something. If you've been here twice, it's your church. Amen. Amen. You see what I'm saying? It, it ain't pastor's church. Pastor's church would stink. Okay? Because pastor has the organizational ability of a duck. Anybody's been around me, you know. Eileen, you hush. She's a secretary. I'm tired of her attitude. You know? I mean, you know, I need people that are good at things I'm not good at to step up and do those things. You know? I really do. On that day, I want to begin identifying teams. I need people on a buildings and grounds team. I need people that, that see stuff that needs to be done, and they don't just sit around and talk about it and pray about it and have a committee meeting about it. They get it done. Amen. You know? They get it done. You know? I need some folks. Like, like I got a little girl that, that doesn't have a car for, in the school. I, I need some people that can work on cars to step up and say, you know, I, I can work on a car. We can put something together. And the bottom line is we can help her have a car to get back and forth to work. Amen. That's a ministry. Yes. That's a great, you don't have to be a preacher or a teacher. That's a great ministry. Amen. You don't want me to work on a car. But if you've got those abilities, you know, we need stuff done. I need, I, I, I don't know who the leader of that would be but, because they need to be organized. But the bottom line is I, I need people to say, you know what, I, and I, here's the thing you've got to understand. Over the next three or four weeks, I'm going to be coming to some of y'all. And I'm going to say, I love you. Where do you think you might belong? You know, where do you think you might belong? And I'm not asking you to give 10 hours a week. I'm thinking like one or two hours a month. I'm not talking about you know, some people are like, gee, many Christmas. I know them church people are crazy. Once you get involved, you know, they're going to want you there all the time. No. I want you here as much as God leads you here. Amen. To do what God has gifted you to do. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, and here's another thing. People are like, oh, man, I don't want to step up into that stuff because, man, I might find out I don't want to do it and I'll be stuck. No, you're not stuck. I'm not saying if you're a Sunday school teacher, you don't come up to me one Sunday and say, listen, I'm done. But you might come up to me and say, you know what, in a month or two, Pastor, this isn't really where I belong. Now I'm going to ask you where you do belong. Because I don't want you to step into nothing. Amen. But the bottom line is, I don't feel stuck. Nobody's stuck here. You know, I mean, if God doesn't provide, we just won't have it. Does that make sense to you? You know, I'm going to need a building. I'm going to need a financial fiduciary group of people. People, do you know, I'm about as good at finances as I am at organization and the mechanical stuff. No, I am. I mean, seriously, my wife won't let me near the checkbook other than to give her the receipts that most of the time are crumpled in my pocket. And after a while, you can't read them. <laughs> Jenna's like, you know them receipts? You know. And he's a banker. <laughs> but hear what I'm saying. You say, well, Pastor, why are you telling? Because I want to put it out there. I want to stir your minds and stir your hearts as to where you, where you belong. You know, we need people that can, can do electric. We need people that can, can do whatever, you know, to kind of step up and, and be a part. We do need people that can 
can help with the children. You know, and like I said, you don't have to be the teacher, but you know what? Uh, Drew or the two to five or, the, or, or, or Russ, just to be there. Because no one in our church is with children alone. Does that make sense to you? You know, that is a, that is a concoction for oh my. All right? And everybody that works with the children or the youth has to have their um, clearances done. You say, well, why? Because we want everybody to, everything to be upright. You understand what I'm saying? You know, and like with the missions, farm missions and, 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 and everything here, you have to understand, there's always a place for you. I, I love going overseas. I'd love to help in some way. Well, step up. Just step up. We will help you find your place. We really, really, really will. You know, it, it's very, very important for you to understand that, you know, that, that this is, this, really that is one of my gifting to be able to help people uh, to get there, you know, and, and these types of things. I also want for you to have a real compassionate heart, and, and maybe you're trained in counseling or whatever. I'd really like to have a team of people that I'm not good at counseling, okay? I'm a motivator. I'm a strategist, okay? I look at people and say, let's go, and sometimes they're not quite ready to go, does that make sense? You know, and I'm right, but I'm wrong. Because I need people around me that can go, whoa, pastor. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's some things we need to help before they're ready to go. Does that make sense? I need, I'd love to have a ministry where um, when people have emergencies, there are, there's food in the freezer that that we can thaw and get to them for a meal or, or whatever, or have a meal uh, for the community. Because if you've ever, on the last, I think it's the third Thursday of every month, gone by the Good Shepherd Lutheran up here, they, they have a food giveaway. And I thought, Muhlenberg, why would they need a food? You ever been by there on the third Sunday? There's 500 people standing out there because they need help. You know? And the bottom line is we're supposed to be a part of that help. Amen. Does that make sense to you? You say, well, Pastor, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is every one of us has a gift. Every one of us can step up in that gift. And when you do, you step up in the power of God to help in one area or another. Amen. Oh, but Pastor, I don't have time. Let me help you with that. Nobody has time. I'll say it again because y'all missed it. Let me help you with that. Nobody has time. We're all busy. Every one of us has stuff. I don't know anybody who's ever actually done today. Anybody here not already got a list for tomorrow? You understand what I'm saying? Nobody really has time, okay? Let me tell you the other one. Well, Pastor, I don't feel I'm really ready. I don't feel equipped. I don't, I don't, I don't know the Bible well enough. I don't, you know, let me help you with something. If you're a godly man or woman, you're never going to feel fully equipped. 
I've been a pastor for 40 years. Hard to believe, as handsome as I am, as young as I look. But I've been a pastor for almost 40 years. I still feel ill-equipped. You know why I still feel ill-equipped? Because I am, and that's God's plan. Because he wants me dependent on him. Okay? The day I get to the point where I don't need God is the day I need to get out of the ministry. So what are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is, in this month, if you feel led, give me a call. We'll go have a cup of coffee. Tea. Whatever you drink. And we'll just start a conversation where I can kind of help guide you to where you belong. Where you can find real grace. Where you can find real joy. Where you can find real power. Okay? You know, I want you to kind of step out of this kind of stuck spiritual motif. Break off those death clothes and say, I'm going there. I'm, I'm going to be that person. I'm, I'm going to do what I was created to do. I'm going to be that man or woman I was created to be. Amen? Amen. You know? And then we just start, okay, let's, let's tap in here. You know, why don't you come to this meeting and see if, and, and, and understand, with me, a meeting is an hour. I hear these horrific meetings till 11 o'clock stuff. I don't do that. I would rather have rusty nails puncturing my eyeballs than sit in a meeting for an hour. I mean, a meeting for more than an hour. If, if it's an effective meeting, it's done in an hour. It's just people who want to hear themselves talk that takes four hours. Okay? And I love you, but I don't want to hear you talk for four hours any more than you want to hear me talk for more than another ten minutes. Amen? But there's something for you. There's something for you specifically. There's something for you to do. There's somewhere for you to impact a very hurting world. Okay? And please, I beg of you, just let me help you get there. There's always going to be reasons why you can't. There's always going to be reasons why, you know, you shouldn't. There's always going to be this feeling of inadequacy. But that's okay. We all have that. That's called being a human being. Are you with me? Like I said, this is not a motivational speech. I'm not motivating. The bottom line is, what I'm saying is, here's the opportunity to step out of that kind of inert state into doing something awesome for God. And that's what you were created to do in the first place. I'm not calling you to live here. Okay? I'm calling you to an hour a week, a couple hours a month, whatever it takes and whatever you're ready for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm not calling you to be the pastor. Okay? I'm calling you just to do whatever God called and gifted you to do. Are you with me? Amen. You know, I think this is so important. I really do. 
Because you know what? If everybody does a little something, nobody has to work their full head off. That makes sense to you? If everybody takes a little piece, it makes things so easy. You know? And then you find an organizer that knows how to put it together and communicate what we're doing. We need that too. Because I'm not that person. Amen? Amen. So this is your invitation today. Do you want to step up? Do you want to find that gifting? Do you want to find that place in the kingdom that you can be effective for God? I think this is a great time, a great day. Like I said, you're welcome to come to the work and witness meeting afterwards. There's plenty of food there. And if there's not, we can always order more pizza from mamas. All right? And you say, that's silly. No, it's not. Whatever. You know, if you want to come to the children's meeting and just see where you might tap in, you're more than welcome. If you can... If you can't stay today, uh, go to Roy and Diane for the work and witness or go to um, Drew or um, Aram. In my phone, it's Aram. It's Aaron, but in my phone, for some reason, I put Aram. Um, and say, you know what? I, I can't stay today, but I'm in. I, you, I'll find my place within the context of that. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Because, guys, we got to find our place. we got to find our place. We can't just sit. We can't just go to a Beyonce concert. You know? Like I said, I don't even know what she sings. You know? I don't even know if she sings. But the bottom line is, I want you to hear this. There's someplace extraordinary and exciting for you. Okay? And I'm kind of, like I said, I'm kind of stepping away for a few weeks in, in preparation. Next week, I'm kind of going to go through this whole worship thing. And I'm going to kind of explain what we're doing and why. I want, to say, I want to kind of explain the music thing. You know, sometimes that kind of drives me a little nuts. You know, because in churches there are people, we don't have that here that I know of, but there are people that are mad because you're, you're singing a certain type of song or whatever. And I'm like, who cares? Don't sing. You know, I couldn't care less. You know, you can do backflips for I don't care. You know, as long as you're finding the center of God. Then we're going to talk about prayer. What are we doing in that thing? What's going on then? You know, and then why do we have an offering? Why do we got to have, you know, and, and you got to give an offering because I got to make the big bucks, guys. You know, I got to make the big bucks, you know. And then what's this sermon thing all about? What, what you know, what's, why is it important? You know, and then we're going to do some other things. But today I just wanted to start talking about where do I belong? You know, we got a lot, a lot of wonderful good people that really aren't sure where they belong. And I just want to invite you into the process of figuring that out. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's stand. Father, today I thank you for what your word says, that each and every one of us is uniquely and in a powerful way gifted to do something extraordinary in the body, in the church. And Father, I pray that we would have minds and hearts open wide to whatever you have for us. Show us, lead us, guide us, inspire us. Uh, give us courage. Father, help us to step up and, and if it's not, if we're wrong, and I've done it, Lord, you know that. If we're wrong about what we thought was right, it's okay. We'll back up and find out where, belong, where we belong. And Father, I pray as we go home that, Lord, you would kind of work with our minds and our hearts and help us to understand 
that we can do something extraordinary. We can do something miraculous. We can do something that will help us to grow and develop in you and experience your glory and grace in a very powerful and mighty way. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Bless us as we go. In your name we pray. Amen. God bless you.